I'm so glad to welcome you here to this special edition of the Clark Howard Show. Our mission, you may wonder why it's special, I'll tell you in a minute. Our mission to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. So why is this a special edition? We're trying to clean out the Clark Stinks inbox, which has gotten so full. So we're doing a double Clark Stinks today. This is only the second time we've ever done it. It was very popular when we did it the first time. So I've made so many mess ups that you get to share them right now and So we're not taking your questions today. We're taking your Clark Stinks starting right now. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. And I first just want to say this isn't all of them. I mean, there are a lot that we still can't get to. Yeah, yeah. Don't think you were censored. It's just we can only do so many, even trying to work through the backlog. Okay. And if you do have a consumer question, you can always reach out to our Team Clark Consumer Action Center. You can see how to reach them at clark.com slash CAC. Here's the first stink. Clark, like you, I'm no fan of big banks, so I do my primary banking between two credit unions. But in fairness to one of the big banks, Bank of America, their low interest rate on one of the credit cards I have with them beats both credit union card rates by a mile. And recently, I made a payment to the wrong credit card, one with a zero balance, and the customer service representative was able to move the payment to the other account quickly and efficiently. So... We have to be careful about not sweeping generalizations between big banks and credit unions. Customer service can be a hit or miss at any financial institution. And that's from Ken. Ken, I'm so glad everything worked out so well for you. And it's completely true. You know, I paint a broad brush and I have a clear bias against the four giant monster mega banks. I just do. And uh, I prefer for people to look smaller, local potentially. The credit card market, as you mentioned, this was a credit card situation, is completely dominated by the big issuers. I have in my wallet, I have cards issued by big financial institutions because that's where the greatest benefit comes if you're looking often for reward cards. So I do paint with the broad brush, but yes, there are exceptions just as you stated. Mr. Howard smells like an expired aspirin bottle when he stated there's a shortage of pharmacists. There are plenty of pharmacists. In fact, there are too many pharmacists, which has caused enrollment in pharmacy schools to drop. There needs to be more pharmacists that are willing to work in the working conditions created by some chain pharmacies. However, large bonuses cannot lure pharmacists to these jobs because they have to pay back the entire bonus if they don't make it to the two-year mark. Putting up with the environment in these chain pharmacies is often not worth it. I've been a pharmacist for 45 years and a pharmacy professor. I would not go to pharmacy school today. Randy. Randy, I hate the last thought you said that because of the environment that CVS and Walgreens have created, that you wouldn't want to even be in the business. And it's obviously a problem with their duopoly there. Fortunately, there are more and more companies involved in issuing prescriptions 
you know, Walgreens and CVS are going to have to start treating people better or they're not going to be able to get people to work there. I mean, it's just plain and simple like that because they're not going to be able to have robots fill every prescription out there, although they are using robotics. I have never seen what you said, that there's not a shortage of pharmacists. I'll do more reading on that because that's not something I've heard. Clark, you don't smell bad on this one. I'm just curious as to why you pronounce Hawaii the way that you do. Maybe I'm ignorant. I've been pronouncing Hawaii the wrong way my whole life. Thank you for your service, Brett. Brett, thank you. So native Hawaiians like for you to say Hawaii, but I I like everybody else call it. I call it Hawaii, just like you just said, Krista. Mm -hmm. But there are times I'll say Kauai instead of Kauai and Hawaii instead of Hawaii. And so I'm just trying to be respectful to people because we had a complaint from somebody that I was saying it wrong before. So (laughs) you can't win on things now, right? You can't. I wanted to reach out and respectfully disagree with your recent statement about real estate ownership being a part-time job. I understand where you're coming from, but I wanted to offer some alternative perspective. Owning property does come with responsibilities like finding tenants, maintenance, and administrative tasks, but you don't have to handle all of it yourself. Many property owners choose to hire a rental management company to take care of everything for them. This way, the owner can enjoy the benefits of their investment without having to spend too much time and effort managing the property. Plus, most rental management companies charge a small percentage for their services, which is well worth it for peace of mind and extra income that comes with a well-managed property. In fact, owning real estate can be a passive investment if it's managed properly. And this is from Peter. Peter, thank you. And I've done it both ways. You know, at one time I had a half dozen investment properties. I've done the property management. I've done it where I've managed it myself. And you are right. Although I wouldn't call it a small amount. They take a, a decent amount of the money when it is managed for you. But it does make it, as you said, a more passive investment when you do hire that management company. And Having professional management companies has become a much bigger business in the last few years, and that you have more choices now to hire a professional management company for an investment property. Clark, you are way off the mark with your perspective on remote employees being laid off via email. Firstly, many supervisors were laid off along with the rank and file, so who was to attend these thousands of personal meetings? Secondly, all of those people who cherish their remote work capability have to accept the other side of the coin. They get hired remotely, they work remotely, they have to accept that they may be let go remotely. You always talk about adapting to the ever-changing workplace. Well, this is just part of that adaptation. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Spray on some cologne, you're putting off two odors along with your two opinions. Thanks for what you do. We all appreciate it out here in the trenches, Barry. Barry, thank you. You know, it's funny because I'm definitely old school about when you have to give somebody bad news that you should be kind enough to do that in person. And then at the same time, I'm a big fan of remote work. So yeah, there is a clash here and maybe I do need to rethink it, but I just feel like it's awfully cold to can people by email. Or for them to go sign into their computer, and that's when they find out that their 
access has been denied. And that's how they find out that they've been laid off. I can't understand why someone who has owned travel agencies and travels 365 days of the year doesn't know this. On the podcast, you were asked about a round trip on a calendar, not a specific day. You said there were none. Matrix Airfare Search, they put the link there. You pick the departure and return airports, as many as you want round trip. You enter your duration. You end up with a calendar with each day's lowest fare, Steve. And this is kind of a follow-up. You had that someone mentioned kayak that you hadn't brought up as well last week. Yeah, so I have a built-in bias towards searching for airfares domestic one way because I feel like whether you use uh, Matrix Airfare Search or use any other tool, that when you search one way, you have a wider sense that, hey, you know, American may have this really great fare going, but Southwest may have this better fare coming back or whatever the combination of airlines would be. And so you can search round trip, but I find even though it's more time consuming, I like doing my airfare searches one way. And something I've not mentioned in months, I want to mention again, Fast-growing Avalo and Breeze are two discounters that are expanding very quickly with a market focus that you're going to miss a lot of times because both of them are using strategies where they're flying out of secondary airports that you might not normally think to search. And so when you're flying somewhere and the fares look really high on the airlines we're used to, it's worth it to go one additional step and go to Avalo and Breeze's websites and see where they are flying and what kind of deals are available. As these two grow also, their markets change a lot. They'll say, oh, well, that was nice, but that didn't work. Then they'll add somewhere else and they'll have an introductory fare that could be absolutely amazingly cheap. Clark doesn't stink, but I think his opinion about timeshares is never, never, not ever 100% correct. We have a timeshare, and they list where it is, where we are oceanfront the week of July 4th. Years that we don't use it, we have rented it out for more than double the annual maintenance fee. With our usage and rentals over the years, we have recouped our investment and maintenance compared to paying for something similar. Eric. Eric, it's fantastic this has worked out for you. You are the needle in a haystack. And so it it is wonderful. You said never, 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 not ever, 100% (laughs) correct. It is the rarest of rare things where a timeshare financially will work out. In your case, you've been able to make this work perfectly for you and you found it to be a moneymaker for you when you don't use it. That is not normal, unusual, And I just want to know, I don't play lotteries, but if I were, what numbers I should play? Because this is a pretty fantastic circumstance you find yourself in. And I'm glad for you that you've been able to make it work. Okay, some additional information regarding mattress warranties. Friends of mine are contracted to pick up mattresses that customers decide they don't want within the 30-day or whatever time frame. They sterilize the mattresses and resell them at a huge discount. I bought a Nectar and Purple mattress from them that were warranty returns. Both were brand new and at about half price, Christine. Christine, I love this. I love this. So uh, there are different state rules that uh, another listener let me know about that control what can happen with those mattresses. 
and what the state you live in permits that they be sanitized and resurfaced or whatever and sold, I think is absolutely awesome. And it's such a waste for these nearly new mattresses to end up in landfills. Thanks for the tip on getting one at half price. Your comments about visiting Antarctica may have frightened listeners away from a great adventure. I was also hesitant about sailing across the rough seas of the Drake Passage, but it isn't necessary to cross it in a ship. Passengers on Silver Sea Cruises fly to King George Island to board the ship. Two days of rough seas in the Drake Passage are avoided each way. My wife and I loved our trip to Antarctica. Dave. Dave, are you ripping away from me my excuse for not visiting my last continent? I am absolutely going to check this out, and I would love to go to Antarctica. And if you've given me the way to do it, and being able to not have to deal with the Drake Passage, I'm all in. So I'm going to check this out. And no one has ever mentioned that to me before. So thank you for the tip. Clark was a little smelly, but not too bad when he referred to a QR code as a bullseye. A few people wrote in about this, actually. At least I think he was referring to a QR code. A bullseye is the smallest circle on a target used for darts and other shooting devices such as guns or arrows. A QR code is a quick response code that is also a two-dimensional barcode. QR codes are machine-readable and can be used to store a web address, among other things. QR codes invented in 1994... 94? Really? mm -hmm, ...are going to be a part of our lives, so we might as well start identifying them correctly. Rob. Rob, thank you. Uh, I don't know where I came up with bullseye Bullseye. for them. (laughs) Anyway, QR code. I know it's QR code. Thank you, and I will remember. So if I start to say bullseye is old habit... You correct me okay. right then, Chris. okay? And coming up next, yes, the second time ever, all Clark Stinks all the time in today's podcast. We'll be right back with more of them. So, Krista, without further ado, should I hit the sounder again? No, I don't think we should. It's time for more Clark Stinks. But wait, there's Special more. Special edition. Yes, Okay. I had to groan on Clark's response to how much money you needed to have to avoid long-term care insurance. It's not just about assets, but also about income. My elderly aunt lived for five years in a nice assisted living facility who charged $4,700 a month. She only had about $600,000 in assets and her net worth, but she and her husband had worked for the government most of her life and received a nice $4,200 pension every month. So she was fine with way less than the millions that Clark said you needed, Sherry. That is an incredible point. Okay, so the percent of Americans that have a pension now is down in the teens, if I remember right. And I neglect to mention that as an alternative to having a set of assets. And so absolutely, that was a sin of omission on my part. And it worked out so well for her elderly aunt. Thank you. Clark smells like a two-day-old animal in July when he talked about the processing charges for the credit card companies. While I agree they seem ridiculously high for most businesses, much of the reason is all the benefits that are passed along to the consumer. You always say that there is no free lunch, yet you expect Visa to give someone 2% cash back that pays off their card every month with no impact on the processing fees, 
Come on, Clark. Instead of asking for Congress to step in, how about letting the free market work? Drew. Drew, thank you. Okay. So first of all, when I've talked about this, I've said I'm going to lose my cherished rewards if merchants get a fair shake. And I know my rewards would go away. Right now, every retailer, every restaurant, everywhere I purchase and use a cashback card or you know bonus this, that, or the other card, I'm getting subsidized by merchants paying the highest fees in the world to process payments. Problem is, we don't have an open market. That's all I want. I want an open market where the marketplace, instead of the Visa MasterCard cartel deciding what the fees would be, and then, yes, I would lose my rewards. But the overall benefit for the economy letting the free market set rates would mean that merchants would not be held over a barrel paying those huge processing fees. Longtime listener, I even used your books pre-internet for advice on buying cars, homes, and investing. I've been debt-free since my 40s, so I would never say you stink. However, get away from paper statements just to mark off charges. I receive alerts for every charge on my card. Not only have I thwarted unauthorized charges when they happen, anytime a recurring charge hits, I receive those as well. You don't need paper to check off the charges. And P.S., this is my favorite one, my kids hate this feature too, which is another bonus. Eric. Eric, thank you. You are the third wrinkle on why I need to rethink my whole thing about paper statements. And I appreciate you adding to the collective wisdom on this. Maybe I am being inflexible on this, but I still have my bias on paper statements. You're giving a very good reason why the immediate feedback of an all electronic way of handling them is superior to my beloved paper statements. Your response to the parent looking for a debit card for their teen missed several options. I use Greenlight for my kids and it's great. Some features include automatic allowances, ability for others to deposit gifts, thus eliminating gift cards, and real-time visibility into their spending habits. I also have the ability to permit or decline purchases if I choose. The kids can set up savings, invest, and other great options. There are many similar products on the market that are helpful in their situation. Melanie. Melanie, thank you. All right, so why have I not talked about this and other of these teen spending accounts in a positive light? And it's because of the fees attached to them. And last time we looked, I feel like the fees on Greenlight were 60 a year. Do you remember? I'm not sure. Um, we used Greenlight for my son, and it was at that point, I think it was $5 a month. And it does have, it, you're paying for the software, which is a, real, a lot of very cool capabilities on that card particularly. So with my kids, I had the privilege of using uh, credit union teen spending accounts that did not have fees, but offered a lot of the control features that you're talking about here. And people who are USAA members have an equivalent kind of thing through USAA for a teen spending program that is fee-free. And Christy, you're looking for the rates right now. There we go. So the base, so it's still $60 a year for the base. And then it goes to 120 a year And the most premium one is $180 a year. So that's the reason I haven't talked about these 
in a positive light is I haven't liked the fee structures. There is one minor point of stinkitude that I would be remiss to ignore, and it's more of an error of omission than anything. You talk about credit cards on occasion and how you should pay off your balance on time and in full each month. I certainly agree. However, I think your viewers and listeners would benefit from knowing that on most cards, once you carry a portion of the balance from one month to the next, you forfeit your right to a grace period until you bring the balance down to zero. As an example, if I carried one even one dollar on my card from one cycle to the next, a subsequent purchase I make with that card starts accumulating interest immediately, no grace period. I think it's highly unfortunate that a lot of people don't seem to be aware of this hideously ugly consequence of revolving balances. And that's from Andrew in Nashville. Andrew, thank you for pointing this out because this is why credit card companies love people who irregularly run a balance because they're still getting interest on you through much of the year. If you run a irregular balance like every other month, they're still collecting interest from day of charge pretty much through the year. The only people that the banks hate are deadbeats like me. They actually refer to you as a deadbeat if you always pay your balance in full. And so you want to be proudly a deadbeat as banks interpret it. That's somebody who pays their bills, not somebody who doesn't pay their bills. Clark, first, thanks for all you do to help us protect our hard-earned money. But there's one area where you regularly stink, and that is with your tendency to speak in absolutes. For example... How many times has that been a theme recently about me with the absolutes? For example, never use Zelle, which I happen to agree with, or never check a bag, which I disagree with, and most recently, never buy an as-seen-on-TV product. While there are many of these products that don't come close to living up to their promises, there are many that do. Two recent examples that we have purchased are the Battery Daddy and the Triburst Ceiling Light. We are extremely happy with both of these products, and they do exactly what they promise. So, Clark, please stop being so stinky and stop speaking in absolutes, Carl. Carl, thank you. What What is Battery Daddy? I don't know that one. And Triburst Ceiling Light. Okay, I'll, I'll check these out, Carl, and see what they are. Okay. So the absolute thing, the never, 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 not ever, never do this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, why do I do that? Because I'm trying to rhetorically draw people's attention to something and really make them think that there's a red line there that you don't want to cross. Because what I'm trying to do is create a thought process in your mind Well, you know, instead of doing this, I got to have a really, really good reason for doing it and crossing that red line. So that's why you hear the absolutes from me is it's like a wake up call. It's like a warning bell. Clark, the next time you go on a rant about teachers' retirement options being awful, please differentiate between 403B plans, the kind with the charismatic salesperson who brings food and free mugs to the teacher's lounge and copy room and storage closet, and teachers' state pension funds. They aren't all good, but ours in Kansas is excellent, paying out over a lifetime. If a teacher works long enough to get vested and lives long enough to retire, I know of people who have cashed in their retirement earnings because they have the misguided belief that all teachers' retirement options are awful, including their hard-earned pension. Val. Val, thank you very much. Okay, so there are still several states and many school districts that offer teachers pension plans. That's completely different than a 403b plan where you work so many years 
and you're going to get this guaranteed income from the taxpayers of that state and or the school district. And those are awesome for state employees and local employees who qualify for a state or local pension. That is totally different than a 403B. A 403B, you describe beautifully, and we'll leave it at that. Clark, you made some glaring omissions when talking about hardship options. How could you recommend carrying a credit card balance and not even mention a possible balance transfer that offers 0% interest or a personal loan from a credit union that will certainly have a lower rate than a credit card does? Not your stinkiest take ever, but something not everyone may think to look into, Connor. Connor, thank you very much. I mean, the the main point of that was talking about hardship withdrawals from 401ks and the danger to them to you, intermediate term and especially long term. And yeah, when I was talking about that, I was talking about, you know, even using a credit card would be a better thing than I didn't go into other things. And I thank you very much for mentioning other alternatives when you need money in a cash bind. Your complaint about online contact lens retailers was spot on, but please don't make every commentary a commercial for Costco. (laughs) As a private practice optometrist, I personally price contacts at or below price of the biggest online contact lens retailer. We often have rebates for annual supplies that are not available at the big box stores, giving additional savings, and we deal directly with your insurance and we can ship them to you. Please give the small businessman a chance before you immediately trot off to the big box store, John. John, thank you. I appreciate that. And thank you for being out there for your customers, for your patients. And I will store that in this cobweb-filled brain of mine somewhere. (laughs) And I want to thank you so much. Think about the variety of topics that came up in our special edition double dose of Clark Stinks. I love this because the only way I as one person can learn different perspectives, learn about things I have not thought about is you stepping up there and saying, hey Clark, what about? And I'm grateful to you for it. If you have something you're thinking, hey, that's nothing. I want you to think about this. Go to Clark.com slash Clark Stinks and post away and have a wonderful day.